de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hello and welcome to The Colores Radio. This is episode 62, I think. I'm fully going off of memory, which was my mistake. Um, but you also had something to drink. Barely. I'm just a weak ass, as Meg the Stallion said, weak ass, weak ass bench. Um, so Today, we're actually doing something a little bit different. We are just briefly introing this episode that I did with some good old pals, uh, Cabronas y Chingonas and Latinos Who Lunch, probably about... Actually, we did it like six months ago. It didn't air until March, and they all reposted and reshared it on their platforms, and I had not done it yet. And the episode is called So Fat, So Brave. And it's pretty fun. Um, Probably one of my favorite podcast episodes I've ever done. And we all kind of open up about fatness and our relation to fatness, especially in regards to fatness and media. Um, So since that episode came out, a million other fat things came out. So I'm a little bit salty because I didn't get to talk about them, but we're hopefully going to do something again soon. Um, However, I thought it was very fitting because it is summertime and the fat shaming is also out just like the sun um so it's actually a fun episode and i i got a lot of great reception i think we all did from it i don't think if you've i don't know if you've heard it Rafa. i don't know if anybody in the rooms heard it maybe um but i really thought our listeners should hear it because it's something i'm very passionate about and i want everybody to stop fat shaming themselves and hating themselves for having like a pudge Um, because everybody does it, even men, especially men sometimes, because you also deal with a lot of body issues. So I just felt like this is a good way to intro this conversation more into our specific space, um, as it is hosted by a very, very comfortable, um, a fat woman. And I feel like a lot of these conversations should happen more. And I feel like in our culture, especially it's so evident how much we hate ourselves for being fat or fat adjacent and we don't have to do that so this is a strong intro how you feeling good (laughs) is that all you have for me um yeah or are you okay you're making me nervous (laughs) um no yeah i mean i you were talking about the shame part and like hating yourself. Like I just hate myself, period. Right. So hashtag relatable. Just kidding. <laughs> we need to stop. I need to stop. We have a self deprecating humor and it's just what it is. Yeah. Like all my young millennials out there, we know Millenniums. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are going to you're gonna listen to this episode. It's great. Um you will hear a part two soon. Hopefully I'm speaking it out into existence. Um, to meet up with my homies that that helped do this so shout out to both Maite and Favi we had a great time um, recording this episode and so since that's our episode for today I wanted to also briefly before we send it off into the the world with that um, I brought in a couple friends and we wanted to discuss some events that are coming up so before I bring them in to talk about 
um, the event they'll be working in. I wanted to talk through some of the other upcoming events we're having. Yes. Um, which one briefly we talked last episode. Ari, our friend who has the show Safe Place here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. Um, her artist talk is August twenty fourth. Um, I believe from two to four p.m. Uh, after that, we are participating, Pat and I both, in a hosting, moderating a talk back for the show. Do do do. Your healing is killing me with Garamia Theater. So we will be helping host that, and it's going to be a really dope conversation. So the show is. Your Healing is Killing Me, that will be done at the Latinidades, a festival of solo shows by Caramia Theater. It is written by Virginia Grice, Grise, I'm not sure, I'm sorry. Performed by Florinda Bryant, directed by Kendra Ware. It will be done, I believe, at the Latino Cultural Center, and I believe the the panel we're hosting is from five to seven. We will be having ticket giveaways. So look out for that. Um, and you should go. Cause it seems like they're going to have some really amazing different people present to have a very necessary conversation in our community. So that is ha- also happening August 24th. Then on August 25th, there is another event that we are a part of that is called, and I think I touched on it last episode as well. It is ooh, oh, all right. It is called Pleasure Principles. Ooh. So this is a talk on pleasure. It will be at Maroche's Bakery, August twenty fifth, from two to four p.m. And it says by the lovely Rebirth Equity organization they're called rebirth equity alliance it's a community organization to build bridges in the interest of achieving birth justice for marginalized communities across texas so they're teaming up with um, control room shop a sex shop based out of austin texas Um, and this is i believe a series they have called the carnal knowledge uh, adult sex ed conversation they reached out to us and wanted us involved we don't talk about sex enough on the show but we are very sex positive here and we like having this conversation and this one particularly is um very inclusive of the lgbtqia plus community and talking about pleasure and intimacy and so i'm very excited to see how this will go i hope to see you all there um i think it'll be a beautiful space i believe there will be a small charge but i could be wrong Um, However, either way, I think these are really important conversations to have um, around pleasure and intimacy as opposed to how sex is usually discussed. So that will be happening August 25th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Maroche's Bakery. Um, Look to us for more details and we will be sharing that. There's a lot going on, y'all. I'm telling you. Okay, so then we have, which we announced last episode, Grace Space, the art show with the topic of identity yay how exciting i love hearing rafa's excitement um do you want to tell them the dates yes so the show will be october 11th friday october 11th here at the oak cliff cultural center yeah but artists submitting their work do it now yes we already got some so thank you to you Decolores Collective at gmail.com. The submission deadline is September 26th. That does not mean wait until September 26th to send the email or to submit your work. 
as soon as you have the idea, it doesn't even have to be finished. If you just know what you're going to do, know what you want to work on or know what you want it to look like, send us the email so that we can at least consider it and then hopefully get to working on trying to you know, have as many artists participate as possible. Again, the deadline to submit artwork is September 26th. Do not wait until then if you have your idea sooner. Um, the drop-off will be here at Oak Cliff Cultural Center and the actual reception for the exhibit will be Friday, October 11th. Yes, and when you email us, please try your best to remember to put grace-based submission in the subject line just so it can make it a little bit easier to organize. Um, however, we are open to all different varieties of creativity and expression and mediums. I like to highlight that because it's not just a visual um, art show necessarily if you have poetry if you have a song we've had all different sorts of uh, performances here at the different art shows so if you have a film we've done all sorts of things music for like just everything photographers um, any kind of medium any kind of form of expression anything you want to create or have created and want to share with us to speak on identity um, we'd love to have it here um, I know we wanted to have a talk back on identity and something I think especially surrounding Latinx identity as well. Um, so unfortunately, I don't have that date for you, but I will give you that by next episode. And then finally, we can um, chat with some lovely friends I have here. You've met them both before on the show. And we have a really exciting event that we've kind of been talking about for a few months, years, no, months. Um, I haven't known everybody that long. Um, but if y'all want to know who's the most dramatic in the room, it's Rafael. Easy. That was so loud and unnecessary. Slow. Slow. Every last marker fell out. So, oh my God. You were about to cut yourself with some Why scissors. Why so many scissors? And they're all tiny. For the kids at summer camp. That's not how you put scissors. That's dangerous. Ooh. Don't jump it over again. <laughs> is he part of the comedy show too? Oh my God. He is a comedy show. All right. So, um, I brought in some friends to briefly chat about what we have coming up. My lovely friends, Shanice Condren and Megan Mingo, are here with us. Shanice, is that your stage name? Um, I think so. Yeah, because the other day I was like, is it your stage name? What's your stage name? Did I, I fuck so. it up? I think it's just Shanice Condren. Okay, I was like, shit. I, just- I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> I don't Y'all know, have I both you. been on the show before. You're dear friends of mine, but you're also brilliant, hilarious human beings. The face Megan just made is enough <laughs> for me to end the show. Um, but Shanice recently started Get Into It podcast. So if you haven't listened, you should. Y'all, if you're trying to find it, it's Get Into It with Shanice Condren. I, We're yeah, working on it. It's a work in progress. Everything is. It's okay. But I'm on all the streaming platforms now. Get into it, bitch. Um, and exactly. then Megan here, I met in college and I think you've been on the show before just very briefly. Yeah. I think I coughed into the microphone. Yes. And it was hilarious. Thank People you. loved it. <laughs> um, but 
Megan I've known since college when we were working on a comedy entertainment style TV show together. Um, and I was like, that bitch funny. And then like, we were both like, oh, we're both kind of funny. And then I guess we just like remained internet friends for a minute. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we became friends IRL. Yeah. Like more <laughs> friends IRL. And then we started hanging out more and then we were like, oh, hey, we got similar Rafa, trauma. That's in real lit. life. <laughs> um, in real life, if you didn't know. Ooh. IRL. That's a funny. That- oh, thank you. I was like. Because he's so young. Like- is that like the request? No, no. Daily? IRL translates I TRL, to in real though. life for anyone who's over the age of Stop. We're being so ages 30. right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so anyways, both hilarious people. Um, is there anything you all want to say about yourselves that I'm not briefly covering? Um, no, I think you got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> In so, regards to including my this, cash app tag, ooh, I, Anna, ooh, I wish they yeah. would send some money. Shit. Um, yes. Our other friend who you've also met on the show is uh, Maria Yolis, who is also hilarious and great and does a lot of amazing work. She is also joining us in this very special event um, that we are calling one, two, three. Coming, Coming of, of age. Oh, how cute. Um, which is going to be a woman of color comedy show um that we had been discussing for a long time because i and these women involved um i constantly kept seeing and as someone who wanted to be in comedy my whole life and i i really have thrived on my humor that's how i've survived i don't know how else i would have made it um realized that a lot of times the people making things funny is um women of color particularly black women i will say um and so when i realized that like especially shanice started doing stand-up and telling me that there weren't a lot of women of color i was like we not we got to create this space there are there are a lot of women of color that are interested and want to do it there just aren't a lot of spaces right the spaces that's what i meant yeah no but i think i didn't even know that there were a lot of other women of color Mm -hmm. comics right in my city because i never saw them right because they're not uplifted and they Mm -hmm. kind of get thrown to the side because comedy is very much um a man's world just like a lot of other fields but even predominantly more so a, a white, white man's world yeah absolutely. And you know they're crazy and not that funny <laughs> so uh, that's on me i don't know what the rest of the woc on the cast think but i stand by what i said uh, <laughs> i said what i said, what I said. <laughs> megan um i'm trying to think of a funny one girl <laughs> it was funny enough We'll work. Uh, we'll come back to it. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. So really, we wanted to create this space to showcase some funny bitches, really, in my opinion. Um, yep. That's kind of how it came to be. Yes, and I think opening it up to, to we don't know, right? We're going into this brand new. This is right. like the first time outside of a comedy space that we're hosting something like this, or you're hosting something like this and allowing us the opportunity to perform. You're hosting Um. Too. But for other people to see, like, this is how we build community. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't know who else is out there that right. could be a great, like, writing partner. Or, you know, there's so many people that are out there that, like, stand-up is the avenue to so many different things in entertainment. For like, sure. And Absolutely. so I think I'm most excited about this to be able to see who else is out there that we just haven't been able to connect with. Because mm-hmm. we don't have the space 
to even, even be built. shown. Yeah. Right. So that's very I just true. hope that a lot of like budding comics, writers, actors, like people that want to just be in the funny business, like whether or not it's it's through stand up exclusively, like it could be through storytelling or other things. Like I hope that they show up and <laughs> for this event. What you about to do with my glasses? Sis? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> Megan. I can't. AKA I agree. Megan J. Blige. Um, well, that's I'm excited good name. for this. I'm excited for this event. I'm excited Tell us to how you're feeling you. because you um, have always been very hilarious in all spaces, all avenues, and this is going to be new for you. And beautiful. Thank you. Um, literally stop it. Um, <laughs> thanks. I feel like in everyone who's listening to this, if you've ever called me funny, you should be at this show. <laughs> right. Or I'll feel betrayed. Um, no, I'm kidding. It's something no, that... But kind of, for real. Um, I have always identified as like a funny person or I know I've loved comedy mm-hmm. but um y'all know how trauma go you know and we gang, gang. <laughs> y'all know how depression and anxiety work and so I'm excited to um have this space with really close friends and to just be exploring this and kind of mm-hmm. exploiting it but what's the word for exploitation but like not in a negative connotation um, I think that it's totally like elevation, right? That's what we do. Yeah, we steal things and like make right it now. acceptable for the culture. We just elevate it. Oh my god! I'm literally so we're so just elevated. elevating comedy. Hello. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm excited. I'm anxious. I'm. We finna see. All right, so come on out. Take a chance on us, guys. Yes. Like- <laughs> I think it'll be a beautiful, fun time. No, it's gonna be great. It's I wish. Be- I wish Maria was here. Yes, me too. It's going to be on Friday, September from seven to nine p.m. The show will not start right at seven, but you should still come at seven because we still gonna have some fun stuff popping off. Um, but we want to see you here. We want to feel your support. And we're really excited to be coming together and doing some fun things. And um, yeah, anybody else have anything to say about it? No, just come on out. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Um, Rafa, and you if you are a show? comic, send. I think that would be good now yes. for like start send your, sending your information over because I think this show is going to go really well and we definitely want to plan another one. For sure. I mean, I could be speaking out of turn. No, absolutely. If we you- will be uh, doing a sliding scale charge. So look for that information as well. That is coming soon. You'll find that on our Instagram um, at the Colores Co. Is there anything else? Um, Megan, you were about to say something. Um, I was asking Rafa if he was excited for the show. He is. Mm. He is. He is. Well, thanks for the support, pal. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's all we have. Does anybody want to say, Shanice, I know, I don't, you, I don't know if you've listened to this episode we're about to air, but you and I have talked about this and maybe we can talk about it later on. Um, the So Fat, So Brave. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a lot to say there. There is a lot to say. Actually, I talk about that a lot in my comedy. Like, Beautiful. See? Yeah. Y'all need to come. Y'all need to yes. come hear it. So thank you both for joining I'm me. I'm so skinny, so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I've been both, baby. <laughs> I can't. All right. So thank you, Megan and Shanice, for being with us to talk about Coming of Age, a woman of color-centered comedy show. We will see you all on all these events, at all these events. Please support us. We'd love to see you there. And, and they're really for 
for y'all. Yes, boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. For us by us. You better come. <laughs> you better You stop. better be there. All right. So we're going to jump into this episode, So Fat, So Brave, with Latinos Who Lunch and Cabronas Y Chingonas. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again next week. Should I not say that? Because we don't actually see you next week. Bye. Next time? It's fine. Whatever. Bye. De, de-, de- Colores Radio. Welcome to Cabronas y Chingonas, a podcast where we talk about queer and Latinx topics such as... Janicine was gay! I know. No, she should have been gay. She should have been gay. Or at least bi. Something, something. Well, she probably discovered her path later on. She was like, oh yeah, I'm pan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that's what her future held. Kevin mm-hmm. G was only for high school. Kevin yeah. G came out as non-binary later. And... Shut the fuck <laughs> up. No, that's all man, baby. Okay. Oh, Kevin G. Oh, man. What a dream. What up, cabronas? What's poppin', chingona? Oh, my God. You guys have been together too long. Mm-hmm. It's been a solid 24 hours. You're already the same person. Yeah yeah jesus we're we're slowly morphing into the same person mm-hmm. we're already wearing the same shoes you're already Stop. you're in the, the si- siamese slides. twin Shout out phase oh my god that's it that's it he's connected at my shoulder currently <laughs> literally siamese mm-hmm. twins, right, twins mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. well if you guys don't recognize our voices i think it's it's pretty obvious i'm here <laughs> with eva from Hi. the colores radio and I'm here with Favi from Latinos Who Lunch. Hello, hello, hello. What <laughs> did she say it like that? <laughs> I was trying to be Bubble X. Um, this this show has been, or this episode has been like a long time coming. We've been waiting to have our very own fat representation episode. Woo! Fat people unite. Fat people. AKA a ripoff from the Latinos Who Lunch episode about... What is it called? Cheesy Gordita Crunch? <laughs> the episode is called Gordita Supreme. And then oh, I always get it wrong. My friends and I who did it, we were so into it that after Babelito left, we're like, oh, good. The, the skinny guy's gone. Let's really talk shit. <laughs> and we did a part two. Yeah. Yes. yes. I love those two episodes. Like, that was my representation. I was like, Aww. I feel so seen. Yeah. This is, we just, all this shit was like exactly what I'd been through. We just vented. We just basically were venting about fat people shit right and that's like so unheard of still yeah yeah people like don't want you to complain about it they don't they want you to feel bad about it and keep it to yourself even like in the like plus size fashion fat world i'm like y'all aren't gonna talk about chafing and shit like you know what i mean like that's Mm -hmm. uh, your pants didn't rip at your thighs like i don't know like even in the like fat body positive world it's still like they're not talking about the real shit to me that is so funny I just, right before coming to Dallas, I ripped another pair of pants. (laughs) (laughs) And I was Googling, I was like, I literally have, you know, I wear the same fucking clothes every day. Mm -hmm. So I have five, now I have five pairs of jeans where the thighs are ripped. And I'm like, I need to fix these. Like I can patch them. Like you can barely do it though. Cause I've tried to patch before. So what I ended up doing is turning them all into like booty shorts. Oh, maybe that's what I should do. Because. They don't, like, when you repatch it, it's still going to, like, it, the seams are not the same. Well, I watched a few YouTube videos, and I'm fairly confident <laughs> okay, that okay. if I get my zigzag stitch right. You better go through <laughs> zigzag. 
I can I can do it. I'm gonna try. If, and then you send me your pants, and I got you. Okay. Well, I, I think there's off. there's like a company where you can send in your pants, and your they'll do pants? it for you. Like your ripped thigh stuff pants. Yeah, it's called my grandma's house. Shout out to Abuelita Chabela. Love you, Chabela. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh my God. Like literally, I just, I have no more jeans left. I only have black jeans now. Yeah. I've just been wearing stretchy pants lately. Fuck it. These hoes won't rip that easy. You know, I was very anti-sweatpant because I'm like, if I wear sweatpants, that's it. That means I've I've given given up on life. And there's I'm, like fancier like these aren't sweatpants they're like fancier pants but they're like no i'm not calling you it i'm just okay i was like bitch at me i'm right I, here <laughs> <laughs> at eva i just no i just started wearing i just wore sweatpants on a plane the other day because i'm like this flight is like 10 hours mm-hmm. i'm gonna Ooh. wear sweatpants i don't give a fuck and it changed my life but that's so real also because you're getting into like how fat people are stereotyped and like if we even like look a certain kind of slob it's like you're automatically like you don't intake vegetables. You're just a disgusting fat slob. Yeah. So I feel that. Like, you have to be dressed to the nines or at least wearing pants and, like, trying to look decent. If not, they think you're disgusting automatically. True. It's, like, super annoying because I like wearing, like, sometimes baggy sh- shirts or, like, mm-hmm. big shirts. But I look fucking hor. I think I look horrible in mm-hmm. it. But fucking Ariana Grande only wears, like, a single shirt out everywhere and some big ass yeah, and everybody's like, "Wow, like this yeah. looks great." Give me some knee-high boots, girl. Right, like, like skinny people get away with every Everything. fucking fashion choice that they could possibly make, and they make bad ones all the time. I'm right. like, girl, you have all the sizes. I would kill for that. Mm-hmm. I would kill for that. Or I tell my friends, like, they're like, "Oh, I went thrifting." I'm like, they, the plus size section in a thrift store is horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't find shit. At least not in where I am, Dallas, Texas. Like. It's not happening. I have to go to the man's t-shirt and like maybe find a couple things. But like, no, I, I, I want to make like fashionable, like what is it where people are trying to like decrease their um, um, eco carbon footprint? Yes, basically. Oh, and like okay. use sustainable clothing, I think is what mm. it's called. And I'm like, they don't even make fat people clothes back in the day. So like, <laughs> I don't have, I can't, I don't have many options to even do that. Yeah, girl. I mean vintage shop i'm like great i'm just this is like a museum to me nothing is gonna fucking fit except unless it's a sock speaking of like i think i have taken for granted a a lot of the the clothing struggles just in the past few years because i'm gay as shit and i wear like a lot of boyish stuff Mm -hmm. so i shop like when it comes to shirts like i exclusively shop pretty much in the men's section yeah like that's it and that's where i can find out (laughs) and that's where i can find a lot you know i mean like so i've had that privilege of being able to like not worry so much about my tops but you know (laughs) (laughs) i can't say anything around you you guys definitely set that up so (laughs) that was on me that was on me (laughs) but yeah i mean it's fucking it's a struggle yeah there's so many different separate parts of struggling as a fat person whether it's like airplane flights shopping like what category do you want to hit family trauma like all the topics intertwine with fatness right or your experience in fatness yeah and then like especially with us three we kind of add layers onto that shit like being latino being gay being all this other shit and it's just like adds to the fucking struggle the other day i was talking to my white coworkers because i like to remind them that they're privileged <laughs> and I was like, you know, I've struggled for being like a lot of the things that I am a woman, not so much la Latina, really, because I'm, I'm fucking light skin as shit and, yes. and a lot for being queer. But mm-hmm. the thing that I've struggled the most with, like in my life, the worst thing has been being fat. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was super shook. I was like, yeah, that overcomes all the three of them combined. But why don't you just lose weight? 
Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it's easy. Just don't eat. Straight up, Exercise. I think. I think like the other That'll white. My, my other white coworker was like, "Oh, this is what I do. I just don't eat." I'm like, "Oh wow, thank you so much for telling me that. <laughs> no, I sh- no. I would have never thought of that. You're so smart, white boy. Oh my god. Yeah. No, That's why they get paid more than you. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Um, They're just smarter. Straight Jesus. up. No, we talked a little bit about some stuff the other day, but the sad part is, is within all those like identities you just described, like everybody, none of those people want to be fat right so that's the reality of like fatness is that like it doesn't matter where you are in the world there are some places i've heard where like fat bodies are more appreciated or accepted or celebrated but it's like that's so rare that within all those identities we've struggled with or whatever the fat one is the one that like everybody will still shame you for Mm -hmm. um it doesn't matter what community you're in or they won't talk about it or they'll just release their own fat phobia or they'll be like i'm bloated ew and i'm like bitches you're fucking skinny shut up like you're fine but like thin people hate that and so it was funny because the other day my best friend was like how do you feel about these things like i never really thought of that Mm -hmm. and i was like that's yeah, it bothers me. What the fuck? Yeah. And it was so... I, I was shook because she actually cared to ask. Yeah. Yeah, people don't think about it. And I... Well, recently I read Roxane Gay's book, Hunger. And she put so many things into words that I had never been able to express. Mm-hmm. And then also validated a lot of my feelings. And it's just like in the little things that we have to go through day to day. And I'm not I'm not equating this at all to like... Uh, I am equating it, but it, I know it doesn't equal at all. Like, like what what people go through when they deal with race, like as mm-hmm. as like microaggressions, and like how as a person of color, color you walk into a room and you really have to like assess the situation and then like just ignore all these microaggressions. Um, that that as a fat person, you kind of have to do the same thing. So, like, it's things that thin people don't think about or regular-sized people don't think about. I shouldn't say regular. Non-fat. That's telling, that's telling of our right. language and acceptance. Right, it, right. But it's like, okay, I'm going to the doctor's office. Uh, I hope the chairs in the doctor's office don't have, mm. you know, like, arms on them because what if I don't fit? Mm-hmm. Or, like, you go to a family party. I'm like, oh, I can't sit down. There's plastic chairs. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I break and, it. And then people are like, oh, my God, sit down. Are you kidding me? And I, sometimes I'm honest. I'm like, I can't sit down. I'm going to break that chair. Yes. I literally and, said that last week. Yeah, and people are like, oh, my God. Yeah, right. I'm like, it's literally happened to me several times, and I'm not about to make that happen again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like when we're interviewing for our podcast, like I am actually aware of the person's size. So I'm like, okay, this person needs to sit in this chair or like it, things need to be ready. We need to sit at a table, not at a booth. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just shit that we're constantly mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, and it's. But that's also if you're mindful and considerate of it. And then like, yeah. also don't fully hate yourself for it, right? Because if you fully mm. hate yourself for it, it's when, like, I don't know, maybe that's not true. Maybe that's just a personal thing, but like, you don't even recognize how much you hate yourself for it that you're like, I don't know, not making it harder for yourself. I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say, maybe, but like, yeah, we're being considerate because we've accepted our own and our thinking of others, I guess. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but. Yeah, but uh, anyway, Roxanne Gay's book, it, it talks all about that. If you haven't read it and, and you're a fat person, I really, I really urge you to. Um, they're like short essays. It's a whole book of short essays, basically, 
of her dealing with an eating disorder and just like just her navigating through the world as a fat person. But what I really got about it was like her accepting her body. And this is something that I that I realized maybe like two years ago is like our whole lives as fat people, we've subconsciously and straightforward like told like this is not your body. Your body is your body. You're going to change. You're going to grow into your body. You're going to lose the baby fat. Mm. And someday you will have your body. And I never realized that I've been walking around my whole life with a body that I didn't claim as my own or thought of as my own. Like I'm in I'm in a vessel that doesn't belong to me. And maybe like two years ago when I consciously was consciously was like looking in the mirror and be like, okay, this is it. This is what I have. This Mm. is my body. I should love myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still don't. It's like a struggle, you know, but, but it's like something that I'm aware now of like, oh, I got to live in the moment like right now. Cause as fat people, I feel like we're always thinking about what our bodies could be and not what our bodies actually are. Which I think is where like, I feel that right. Like that you choose to love your body. Mm -hmm, Right. Because mm -hmm. it's easy to say this roller got a lot bigger than I remember it being. Or like, when the fuck did this extra back fat come in? Or like whatever else. It's so easy. Like sometimes I look at him like, oh, bitch. Okay. All right. We have that there now. Cool. And it's like you can, you can like, like you literally have to look at it daily and say like, this is mine. So I love it. And it is so hard to do that. Yeah. Even as confident as you can come off, you can easily be like myself included. Because people are like, oh, how did you post that picture? Girl, it was hard. But you know what? I, I decided that like, I have to accept and love this. And it's I, such a struggle every day. I'm obsessed with Nicole Byer, the comedian. She's on she's the one that hosts Nailed It, you know? Nailed it. I nailed it. And she um every time she posts photos of herself, she's really big and she like always hashtags like so fat, so brave. Like God. just like as a just a, Ironic. ironically yeah. and she like does it in all the different combinations like hashtag her. so fat hashtag so brave hashtag I love my body oh my, God. Oh my gosh uh, it's amazing but just like how people think we're brave for just being mm-hmm. us and just existing as right. a person that's not fat yeah. mm-hmm. like wow and and it shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was that. I know we'll probably talk about her later, but Jessica Salgado said something like yeah. that. And I made that the quote on the picture I posted, which was a picture. When I saw that picture of myself, I said, oh, my God, Pat, you didn't tell me I my stomach was that big. I literally said that. And then like a few weeks later, I was like, I look cute as fuck, though. Mm-hmm. And so like I decided to post it like. And so it was uncomfortable for me, but it was like, no, it is that thing of like, that doesn't make me brave that's like me choosing to accept it right and like so her quote I, I we can find it later where jessica basically said like why is it brave if fat women post pictures of themselves yeah and so i was like wow like that same day i was like cool i needed this thanks and also all these fucking men out there that are like i love my curvy wife like <sighs> you want a fucking cookie bitch like <laughs> you have a beautiful wife yeah. okay, you're a lucky fucker like you're yeah. lucky what like Don't get look me at me it. i love fat women aren't i aren't i progressive like what yeah get yeah. out of here it's an interesting world i know it's, it's pretty annoying especially when people are because most of the time like sometimes they're like that but most of the time it's guys being like oh i love thick girls but they literally mm. just mean only their ass right and that like, word is so funny because i get that obviously on the dating apps and things oh, i love thick and i'm like what does that mean or or my favorite is like when i'm claiming fat right i'm like oh i'm a 
fat girl. Like, I know I'm a bad bitch, but I'm also fat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're not fat. Girl. You're not fat. You're beautiful. Like, And bitch. I'm like, okay, fat doesn't mean bad. You see how you equated fat to making it bad mm-hmm. because that's how we see it. But it doesn't yeah. have to be bad because I'm just owning what I am. Right. It's just an attribute. I think we should talk about, go ahead and like jump into Yesica Salgado because yeah. on, the, on the theme of representation i mean we're talking about books too and mm-hmm. and writing too she's like very like you guys are gonna have to tell me more about this because i don't know a whole lot about her but she came to be very very popular amongst like latinos recently oh, absolutely um so i i mean i saw her from her instagram account originally but i know she like started by like catfishing someone which i think is really fascinating because oh, she's wow. really like claimed that and like owned it because that's what she did that's interesting um and then within the last few years she really like i think she used to work at walgreens and then she started getting more into her writing and quit her job and really started pursuing her poetry which i think Again, that has been fat representation for me. I read Bad Feminist a few years ago, mm-hmm. and that's Roxanne Gay that he mentioned just a bit ago, and that blew me away because she was also a child of immigrants, and she was a woman of color, and so it was just like, cool, like, fat brown women relate. Yes. And so it was really nice to get into her. And then with Jessica, Jessica has this really beautiful, soft, very loving side to her. And so whenever I read, um, like, Corazon, I was like, dope. Because it's that always that constant question, like especially in dating, of like, would they have loved me if I wasn't fat, mm-hmm. um, or did did they love me differently because I was fat, or did they <laughs> secretly hate me because I was fat? Because I've sent you messages where like, I'll reject a guy and the first thing they do is like oh, fucking fat ass, and I'm like, bruh, <sighs> we, we, I thought we got across that, like that doesn't offend me, I'm aware of that, but the fact that like, you think that hurts me. You think it's that it's telling. an offense. You right. think that it's like this negative thing, and that, right. and then you also, they also use it as like a like a weapon. It's like in a, in a certain way where it's like, dude, like you're, I should have been able to get this easily because you're less than. Right. Exactly. Like, what the fuck is wrong? And so with you? she's done something really beautiful in that she's constantly exposing them. Yeah. Um, and so that's what's so fun, and that's what's really made people relate to her, and then made her just like this perfect like um internet icon i guess for the latinx community so yeah she's a great salvadorian fat representation yes i love her she's amazing i love watching her live videos on instagram (laughs) and i mean it's true what you were saying about like on the flip side of what you were saying like when it's when somebody hits on me like when a guy hits on me and like gets close and stuff i'm always like are they trying to steal my wallet like <laughs> i don't trust it you know what i mean because we have been conditioned to be like oh yeah like what's the ulterior motive yeah mm-hmm. what's your yeah like people don't like fat people yeah you know what i mean that, I'm it's still very confusing learning that i'm still learning shout that. out to dallas and the boys out here <laughs> <laughs> last night for was, you baby for you not for me because <laughs> i guess lit somebody schooled me last night and they're like we don't say lit anymore we say liddy we say liddy because no. white people ruined lit and i'm like Who oh said that? i didn't know that my friend pam shout out to you pam hi pam <laughs> i still say lit though yeah don't i don't do it. i usually just I, I hate i hated the word from the beginning so i just say liddy like to make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> my niece and nephew say liddy so i feel like that's for the kids well, that's yeah that's where we're at in life right now y'all are like 20 years old get out of here Oh, but like speaking of this, like very like, <laughs> very like the, the niche experience, perhaps. Like, do you guys worry? Especially like we're at, we're at different levels. Our podcasts are at different levels of whatever, like listenership and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Declodes and Cabrones and Chingas a little bit closer. But do you guys worry? Like me and I have barely touched on this, but do you guys worry that people will, like 
just talk to you and just look at you as like oh like they're this per this person who's like a media personality now or whatever the fuck like do you worry that people just talk to you for that reason thankfully um because it's a podcast people don't realize who i am until i start talking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then i i yeah I, I i've had that situation happen a couple times where people are just like they want to talk to Fabi Fa from the podcast and not actually talk to the person that's in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't happen that often. And I think it's because Babelito and I are like so vulnerable on the show and like kind of and real. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it is kind of, we do get into like our podcast characters, but it is honestly like a, a, a true version of us. Yeah. No, but I mean know? like a dating way. Like, oh, you, in a dating way? Yeah. Like, oh, do you, bitch. Do you feel weird about like people like hitting, like you think that if it was just you and you never had this podcast, this person wouldn't date you. You know what I mean? But Oh, like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's what extra I, attention. For yeah. You. yeah. 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 Where they're like, oh, I'm so impressed by you. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't do anything. Like, it's just a podcast. In a dating way for me, no. Like, I've been hit on once. Oh, I think that's like the only way I get dates now is like people recognize me from Latinos for lunch. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trash. Let's go out. (laughs) Buy me something. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And that's like basically how I get friends now, too, is just like through the podcast these days. But like as far as dating, like I'm just kind of like, oh, God, I don't know about this. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely. I thought I would. I thought I would have way more play. But like I really have. I told you when like somebody hit me up the other day, I was like, my first one like, i was like so excited because i never have gotten hit on from it people definitely like look at me as greater than because of the show and so then in turn they like i guess respect me more which i think is kind of pathetic because i'm like i'm pretty cool even if i didn't have a podcast but like as far as like dating no absolutely oh, okay not. i was just wondering if that had affected your lives at I all wish. uh sometimes on the apps uh people will say like oh are you from latinos for lunch i would have to leave the building and then i just delete it yeah um <laughs> it de- actually it just, uh, that's a lie it just depends on yeah you're like yes daddy, what? <laughs> <laughs> God. yes let's go to chipotle girl olive garden olive garden olive express garden. whatever oh. you want i treat you right <laughs> Let's get into TV and film representation now for fat people. What's the first time that you guys saw yourself on TV or film without it being negative? Let me put that, slap that label in there without it being a negative thing. The first fat representation. I can't think of one thing specifically, but I, I was reflecting on this recently and maybe Nicole Byers helped a little bit with that as well for me to reflect on it. But like, I, I, I say this all the time that black culture was a huge influence on me growing up, period. But for fat women in general that were confident and loved themselves and owned who they were, um, I would have to say your Monique's, your because I like like the Parkers growing up and these bigger fat women that usually were black women were always so inspiring to me because they just love themselves. They literally were like, fuck it. This is who I am. And they were hilarious and they were great. And so I think that's the first thing I can think of right off the bat because also when you're fat like growing up fat like you kind of are like getting chubbier and chubbier and you're just like <laughs> not really sure if it's gonna stop but I would have to say like all those like fat black queens that were just hilarious and great um were the first time that I like saw that and didn't didn't want to hate myself for it maybe mm-hmm. um maybe if we talk a little more I can get into more specifics but that's the first thing that comes into mind to me yeah I mean I think all of representation 
that I first encountered was all negative. Like the always the fat person is that's the butt of the joke, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, like Nyonyo from El uh what is it called? Uh El, El Chavo del Ocho, mm-hmm. like the fat guy on there. Oh my god. Um okay. the little fat girl that was in Carlusel de Niños. Oh or Carlusel de las Americas. That one too. <laughs> and then I'm, um, I'm just trying to think of all the fat people. I remember this episode of Arthur where he got husky and he was so sad. What? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, he like couldn't fit into his pants. I don't know why that's what I thought of, but I watched a lot of Arthur growing I up. I did too. So when he got husky, it was like a big deal. Did you know that Arthur is black? That's a theory I've heard, yes. Yes. Okay, I just thought you'd like to know. DW, DW is definitely black. <laughs> she is funny. Oh She's god. too funny. Oh my god. To be a white girl. That's true. What? Okay, go ahead. Okay, sorry. What about uh, yours? I want to know yours. Yeah. You know, I haven't thought about. I hadn't thought about the first non-negative one, but like one thing that is just keeps popping into my mind because, like, for me, it was there was a lot of confidence there. I know now that it wasn't. There wasn't real confidence. But like seeing Christine Sedelko blow up was really interesting for me. That's the one from Vine. She's the Vine star that went into YouTube. <gasps> Don't yeah. mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Yes. Girl. yes. Yeah. It was just like everybody loved her, and like uh, she. I don't know. She still does. I think she's kind of like been talking about this lately on her podcast but she would identify as asexual so she didn't give a fuck what people thought about her like it's interesting how that that intersects you know what i mean like what like how people look at you sexually or whatever and since she identified as asexual she had a different kind of confidence that i hadn't seen before where she didn't care if guys or women or anyone thought she was attractive and i was just like oh this is fucking great but she still even has definitely gone through like weight issues like does she talk about it yeah okay very, very, i really don't know much about very it much is she still uh, identify as asexual i think she does currently but the last podcast that i heard of her she said that um she knew on um, she had a friend who was like overweight like her who also identified as asexual but like she lost weight and like grew in confidence and then realized she was a lesbian Interesting. Yeah, so there's something interesting there where it's like oh. the mean mean and one of my friends Cordarian and a couple of the people I've talked about how like the bigger we get and the less confident that we get, like I think it's more of a correlation with like your confidence than it is mm-hmm. you being fat, but those link a lot. Right. So like re- thinking you don't deserve love or thinking right. you don't deserve affection, mm-hmm. that's so true. And so like, the, the bigger that I am, like the less I want to be in a relationship. Because mm-hmm. you're been, like hurting yourself in mm-hmm. that way. I'm like I I don't want people to I don't want to be close to somebody if I look like this. Right. Like it was this. Don't. Whereas touch like me, me mm-hmm. like and I've gotten bigger throughout the years, but it's like I finally like I've started to own my sexuality and own my fatness a little more, which was a process. Again, like I said, happens it's, every day. It's work. Yeah, but it's like I finally even like when I show my tits a little yesterday i was like oh my god Oof, the oh my titties god. were out oh my god and i keep like feeling like i'm showing too much right because mm-hmm. it's either like i'm asexual as a fat person or i'm overly sexualized and that's all men want me for which is kind of where it's been for the last mm-hmm. year um so it's really interesting you say that because it is a totally that weird relationship that like we're not even processing but like we're kind of um digging into ourselves right and like i I understand completely, by the way, I just want to mention this, like asexuals like are totally valid at whatever yes. size, Absolutely. you know what I mean? It's just that some, some bigger people have experienced this weird change where like they start to feel asexual, you know what I mean? Like they lose that, that spirit, 
I guess. Sure. Yeah. I can totally relate to that because when I was growing up, I was like raised super religious or whatever. And Same. I was like, I'm never going to be able to come out. So I think I'm just going to just really never be with anybody. And that's going to be fine because I don't I don't also want to like live a lie with a woman, you know, like I thought that would be really mm, fucked yeah. up for me to do because I heard a lot of. Not a lot, but a couple of girls' feelings because, you know, like we wouldn't go any further or like I wouldn't commit to being in a relationship because I felt really bad mm-hmm. uh, about that. And so I think I like program myself to like be like, I'm just going to be alone for the rest of my life. And so now recently it's been like a, that was like 20 something years of me programming that into my head, you know, so now it's going to take a long time for me to, to get over that, mm-hmm. you know? Cause like, Oh, now I'm ready to be I'm with doing some- all. What yeah. You did. I'm ready to be with somebody now, but it's just like, Am I? it's a lot. It's a lot mm-hmm. to like, Oh, like every little thing is like, is going against what like I've been programmed to do, mm-hmm. you know, or have, you know what I mean? No, That's, absolutely. It's really tragic, but, um, I can totally relate to that mm-hmm. aspect. And there's some people that have thought that I was asexual and that was like, my personality because I didn't want anybody to get close to me, right. you know? Yeah. That's like one of the toughest parts. And I but think I'm that's... not, so call me. Slide in the DMs. Slide in the DMs. <laughs> they're, they're open. That's why I think it's like so important to have positive representation and not just, you know, fat people trying to lose weight yeah. on screen because like, had I not started seeing that and like have had, had like if younger people who are fat don't see that then they're gonna they're gonna do the exact same thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean if they don't see like and it's so easy i think we can we discussed it the other day fabi and i feel like you and i have discussed it as well might there where it was like fat phobia is like part of the latinx culture period like we don't know a latina woman over 40 in our life that's not obsessed with their size Ugh. or mm-hmm. like being thin or like chasing this thing as though that's perfection and gonna make you happy. And like that toxic, toxic mindset is so ingrained in who we are that like half of our like struggle with fatness is just was literally given to us, right? Like handed to us from our mothers directly, likely. And like, or they're struggling with it. Or like my mom's been trying to lose 10 pounds for literally 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I don't say this to put her business out there, but I'm like, you're, you're so small. <laughs> you're so small. And so like, it took time to where I had to say, mom, can you, can you just stop? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not helping me. You telling me to eat this instead of that is not going to make me thin. Yeah. Um, and so it just, I guess it's heartbreaking in a way that that's like where it's rooted from a lot of times for us. And, like, it is a battle to choose to love yourself, to choose to even, like, I started following a lot of more fat people on social media because it allowed me to think they are beautiful, I'm beautiful, we're allowed to be this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and and a lot of times our, our mothers and sometimes even fathers. Everybody. Everybody. They see us as an extension of themselves and basically, yeah. like, an extension of their fat problems and literally their fat so it's like, uh, like my mom has a lot of issues with her weight and she's all, that's all she can talk about is her mm-hmm. weight and like her, what she's eating and her diet and going to the gym. And like, uh, now it's gotta be like four or five years ago. I just, I literally had to like, it was weird. It was like, I, I was training my mom, like a, like a, like an animal almost like, 
in the nicest way like caesar yeah, sounds harsh but caesar like the dog whisperer okay like <laughs> like i i told her i'm like if you talk about my weight i'm leaving like i'm leaving your house or i'm hanging up the phone mm-hmm. and so for like a year i talked to my mom maybe like one or two minutes i would go to her house for like two minutes God. and she would bring up my weight and i would leave wow and then she would call me all hysterical and i'd be like i wasn't joking Mm-hmm. Like, you need to t- talk to me about something else. Maybe s- start by saying, like, how was your day? You know, mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, those pants look a little tight on you. You know what Jeez. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's like how our moms talk to us. No, absolutely. And we have to accept it as norm. Yeah. And until n- we decide to walk out. <laughs> until we decide to walk out. And now I can hang out with my mom for like 30 minutes and she doesn't <laughs> bring it up. So it's like, that's progress. Yeah. Right. You know? And but I used to get so enraged. And now, now that I think that I'm more comfortable with myself, when my mom does bring that shit up, now I can hang out with her longer. Um, And, and I just feel bad for her. I feel sad for her because I see what she doesn't see. Like I see that she's not accepting of her body. And then she's lived over 50 years now in a body that she hates. Mm -hmm. And, and that's just so tragic to me. And if I try to talk to my mom, like we're talking right now and being like, yo, we need to love ourselves. Like she just gets so angry and she's like, it's not about that. It's about our health and this and that and Ugh. that. And I'm like, I love the bitch, health card. I'm so sorry, but I'm not eating, drinking one of your liquados. I'm not taking this <laughs> random <laughs> pills that you're taking. I'm not doing a f- whatever fucking fast your cabbage, Herbalife, your Herbalife cookies, diet, whatever the fuck you're doing. <laughs> I don't understand. La dieta. Yeah. So dude, ugh. shakes tr- fucking traumatize me. Like, oh my, my mom God. would, <laughs> my mom would put me on, on diets when I was like really young, like straight up, like maybe like nine, 10 and I'd yeah. be drinking fucking shakes for dinner yeah. and they were disgusting. We got a Bally's membership when God. I was like nine and I was like, I'm uncomfortable in the gym. It was a yeah. bunch of like old creepy meatheads. I think my mom got me a gym, gym membership when I was 12. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I think I was like 10. My fifth, for my 15th birthday, my mom and my dad got together and bought me an exercise machine. Wow. Like I didn't fucking ask for that. I was mm. 15. Like what the fuck? That is so rude. That's it was so fucking, evil. I was like, what? And I didn't even, at the time I was like, oh, this is like, I wasn't even mad about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I should lose weight. Yeah, you know because what I mean? you were only taught to shame and hate yourself. And so, like, I, the alternative of this would be, like, what if we, like, taught kids to just love themselves, like, early on and accept themselves, whoever they were? Like, what would our life be without all that? Yeah. Right. Like, I can't even imagine it because it's either embedded whether fatness or this or that or you're too dark or you're too this or you're too, or you're too flamboyant. You know, like, damn. Like, what if parents really just allowed their kid to be? And that's healthy to me. Like, accepting and loving yourself. Like, I can't even imagine. You know, what's funny that you mentioned that. That thing makes me think of another YouTuber. See, YouTube is, like, doing things yeah, for me. Yeah, it is. That is. But there was this, there's this YouTuber, Elle, Elle Mills. Uh-huh. She's not even... She wasn't even, like, really fat. She was just, like, bigger. And she was, like probably the she looked super confident and she was super creative and she blew up overnight and she was just amazing and i was i remember thinking to myself like maybe that's what i could have been if i hadn't been worrying about my weight my whole life i hadn't been worrying about whatever like i could have been this creative person who like gets to just do what she wants to do but then even l mills after a while like being in the public eye like that really got to her mm-hmm. and she started losing weight too and it was mm-hmm. just it's just there's a lot of people like in the media 
that once they blow up they start losing weight and it's just because there's such a pressure like well and i think part of it's the pressure and then the other part of it like Issa Rae, for instance Issa Rae was fairly thin but like then she got huge hbo after season one she's become like thin 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 thin, right and so like it's always fascinating to me because i'm like part of fatness like there is that that reality we have to discuss which is like if you're from the hood you're not going to have access to healthy food and there's food deserts there's this there's that right and we're not talking about all the trauma that often becomes this like emotional eating if we want to discuss like deeply what's happening um into in these areas right because they're fueling us with this they're surrounding us with nothing but shit and then they're like why aren't you skinny why aren't you healthy right Mm -hmm. they're not talking about that though so then in turn when these celebrities get big like famous mm-hmm. um they finally have access they have money they have they can get their trainers they can get their that their this and i'm like the, the way this country's set up is not for us to be healthy right so like let's let's take that into consideration and trauma is often what like i don't know about for y'all but i'll be honest and say like i started getting big when my parents divorced and that's one of the biggest times kids start getting obese which is really fascinating because mm-hmm. i didn't learn that statistic until i was like way older but i was like holy shit because a lot of the time that becomes a, a, a deeper relationship and so like i really am fascinated by studying fatness mm. and like what happens to oh, us I in never that way about that yeah there's probably a correlation there for, oh, for me and my and my older brother and my little brother Same. doesn't remember it he, he wasn't really conscious for yeah. that uncoupling mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's skinny yeah no i do a lot of work with oh. like trauma-induced learning for kids and so i literally they were telling me stuff and i was like crying because i was analyzing myself in my life and like when i got fat and so they say like a lot of your um like emotions live in your gut Mm -hmm. i believe is what the phrase is i might be fucking it up but sounds right yeah like it's really fascinating Mm -hmm. yeah my parents split when i was i don't even remember i was so young Mm -hmm. and i've always been big yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah thanks mom okay (laughs) thanks a lot mom and dad um I, I just want to mention, because I only said like negative representations in media, I, I want to say a couple yeah, positives. Because yeah, let's do it. I think, I, I think the first one that's popping into my head is Missy Elliott. Yes, like, literally, that's m- a big one. Missy Elliott was a... Such a day, though. That's the same time. But that's yeah. the same thing I was saying with all these black women that were yeah. like accepting of their bodies. Exactly. Missy Elliott, for sure. And like... Um, I don't know, Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast. Um, <laughs> yes. let's see. Oh, but they're all like she was thick. She was thick. <laughs> Shout out to Angela Lansbury. Oh, um, God. let's see who else. It's hard because, I mean, you know what's also really fun. And I just keep thinking of the fucked up, like all the fat a representation that that are people in fat suits in movies. Mm. Insatiable. Like, insatiable i haven't seen that's that that's a recent one you know insatiable got so Tell much shit that. just from just from the trailer right yeah, like some people Twitter, saw the trailer i remember that yeah so it's this like old like former disney star who wears this fat suit and i guess what happens is she get like she gets like in a food related incident she gets her she gets injured and can't eat or whatever and loses a bunch of weight but then she's still like she's still really angry and she's kind of evil throughout the series because she's angry because people treated her when she was fat which is another like which is problematic as fuck yeah and then what sucks about insatiable because my bitch has watched the whole thing because i am trash (laughs) the entirety of the storyline with the main character is horrible it's problematic like i can't even talk enough about so many other there's actually a couple of other parts of it that are really problematic 
But within it, there's like a fucking little Easter egg that they planted in there. They have a queer black woman who's happy and and proud of her fatness. And she's like, she's actually one of the best representations of a fat woman, fat queer woman of color that I've seen in my entire life. And it's within this show that is really problematic for, for fat people. So it's like, I can't even be like, hey, go watch Insatiable. I can't do that. I can't like recommend this show, even though within it is one of the best representations I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's troubling. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of fucked up shit like Fat Bastard on, mm. on God. Uh, what is it called? Austin Powers. Austin Powers. The Nutty Professor. Mm. Even more recently. And those were huge. Big right. Mama's yeah. House. All like, in all that same era. Movies. Like yeah. late 90s, early 2000s. Even, even like, fat recently. Fat is always equated with funny. That's yeah. true. Oh, going it's... back to Insecure. Yeah. Like like Kelly on yes. Insecure, she's always the clown and but the butt of the jokes. There's also was... that where like I don't know if y'all have seen it, but sorry, where it's talking about like how fat people often become funny because they have to like find another way right. to like not be bullied, which yeah. is very true of my life. Fat Amy and Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Fuck is... Rebel Wilson's bitch uh, ass. She's so annoying. Ass. So annoying. <laughs> It's I always just, like I was rooting for you. Yeah, we were all rooting. Speaking of fatsu, remember when Tyra uh, wore a fatsu? Yes, that Aren't was she? weird too. Yeah, they all done that. it. On her episode of the Tyra show. What were you yes. gonna say though about Rebel? Oh no, I was just talk- gonna talk about uh, the 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 correlation with fat people having to be funny. Yeah, it's like back in the day, and still kind of today. If you were the, uh, the gay man, you had to be the super funny and you were the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. And they treat fat people the same way, yeah. except they still get away with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like now and a lot more. Like I was watching One Day at a Time and I love this show. Mm-hmm. But I was watching like season two and they make a, a joke about Americans being fat and obesity being American culture. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, Have you been to Mexico? Mm-hmm. There's hella fat people there. Yeah, it's just like I don't know, but still my culture, but it's fine. <laughs> I feel very attacked. Yeah, I'm like I'm both of me. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's frustrating how like in the media today, like they they just get away with it. Like anybody can get no, nobody's gonna get called out for fat shaming, right? To to the extent that you would for for other things like bad queer representation mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. I know this is like super hetero show possibly. Yes, it is. It's fine. Um, Jesus and Miro. Like I'm a big fan of them. And like, of course, after Oof. they start making money, uh, Miro started getting a lot thinner again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because then I saw the correlation rise in his fat jokes. So he started making more fat jokes after he thinned out a little bit. And I was like, Bruh, like, it's why did self-hatred. you have to do that? Like yeah. you don't have to make more fat jokes but it's like because we want to attack people and that's kind of like how our comedy is a lot of days like oh fucking so like they'll make i'm not saying that it's but they'll make like trump jokes about him being fat and i'm like he has all everything wrong with him (laughs) like Mm -hmm. everything wrong with him but like that's the easiest target right is someone's fatness um and that's the same thing trump does right even with fucking beauty queens or whatever like everybody just goes for that because that's the easy kill because everyone thinks it's disgusting Mm -hmm. um and so it is, it's really fucking pathetic because it's just like, we have to, we do it as a means of survival. Like we have to be funny or we'll be the mean fat girl or we'll be the weird fat girl or we'll be, you know, and it's like, it's exhausting. But like, I know for a fact, if, if I wasn't funny in high school, I would have been eaten alive mm-hmm. because people thought I was cool because I was funny. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, I was <laughs> hilarious. I'm fucking hilarious. I'm fucking hilarious, y'all. <laughs> I was I yeah. went through like a phase in high school where 
I just wouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. So like whenever people tell me that, like, oh, just don't eat. Like I did. I didn't like, eat for many, many, like, like, a, and, and still I was never thin, mm-hmm. but I was like small enough. You know what I mean? That right. people didn't bully me for being fat a lot. Mm-hmm. Like not very much. Like I was more concerned with my queerness at the time because I was figuring it right, out. Right, right. But like I wouldn't eat. My mom would mm-hmm. be like, oh, like I was dating a guy once and like Ew. literally oh yeah God. it was gross but my mom was Same. like my mom used to like she even told me like years later she used to be like oh when you were with with this guy you were so thin like you know he was really good for you i'm like when i was with him i wouldn't eat mm, ever you're starving yourself i straight up would never eat mm. and then he was like really big into like um like exercise Jesus. and being in shape so like i would go and exercise with him and not eat those guys are into big girls a lot and she's like and she would saying. just be like oh you were so, you were so healthy and you would look so good when you were with him and i was just like do you know how unhealthy i was like i could have fucking died or yeah. some shit right. i don't know and you were okay with it and i, I was, was thin right right well looking back at it i was miserable so you know but that was right. mostly because i was with a like, man so <laughs> there's that right um so it's just like interesting like even after i said those words to him she's like i'm just saying you looked good i was like dude like you don't even care that i was starving myself like yeah. you don't care like how fucking it, it was your it fulfilled your image of me that you yeah wanted. like finally i looked like what you wanted me to look like mm. what the fuck mm. yeah it's weird that's some dark shit yeah. Anyways, uh, the other thing that I wanted to get into was like, um, you have giggle too much. Sorry. Makes me nervous. Don't be nervous. I feel like you're making fun of me. No. No. Um, Literally. See, like- that's another thing that we could talk about is like, anytime anybody laughs around me, I think it's because I'm fat. Mm. Like that's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm like, oh, did I do something fat? Right. Or like, if you're walking into the nail salon and they say something, I'm like, oh, I'm oh, fat. I'm fat. <laughs> I know I'm fat. Wait, it's fine. So it's, you guys don't feel, I don't know if you guys have that thing, but like mm-hmm. anytime anybody giggles around me, I'm like, what did I do? Like I'm self-conscious. Oh, absolutely. Even like being on the airplane and I, I recently, and I kind of got this from Roxanne Gay mm-hmm. that she tweeted about it was to ask for the extra belt. Mm-hmm. Never did that before. Always did like the wiggle struggle to try to be skinny within like 20 seconds of I, trying to clip it on. So people wouldn't look at me so hard. Right. And like, then like I just asked the other day and I was like, huh? that was easy cool i'm gonna do that but it's like i still feel like everybody's watching me and judging mm-hmm. me and like ugh, or they don't want to sit next to me because i'm fat yeah you know just like all these different things i'm like okay i do everything in my power to get like a like a seat that's like not to get the middle seat like i refuse to get a middle seat mm-hmm. because of my size and literally i'm at the limit like with all those seat belts like literally barely fits in every single time i just same. Ask, i just asked like for it barely like if i gain same. five more pounds i'm it, i'm getting the other i don't belt. even i don't even try anymore like i can still do it but i'd rather not like it's, i'd yeah, rather not suffocate myself shout out to delta for like i, I didn't struggle too much with that delta one that was that was, that was yeah. fine that's so interesting yeah american airlines is trash yeah mm, fucking don't don't go on spirit airlines oh. just don't do it have seatbelts there <laughs> i don't know when i was when i was jump starting the plane um <laughs> you took off with it <laughs> like, okay everybody on the count of three <laughs> hold your breath <laughs> God. yeah but it's like it's true like going back to us like navigating through spaces like, different spaces I do this thing that I was taught to me like when I was younger by my mom, I think, is like when I go walk into a room, I look around and I unconsciously, like like just subconsciously, not unconsciously, I fall Are asleep. You <laughs> <laughs> I I scan the room and I'm like, Am I the fattest person here? 
Mm. And usually I am. You don't even notice it though sometimes, right? Like you're just like, this is what I do. It's just what you do. Yeah. And then when somebody bigger walks in, then you, it's like a sense of relief. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's somebody bigger than me. I can relax now. You know, it's such a fucking weird thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so wrong to do that. But that's like what we were, tr- that's what I've been trying to do. Or it's like do. going into a room and I, am I the only POC in here? Okay. Yeah. I do that exactly. with, with like with fatness, but mostly I do that with queerness. Mm-hmm. I'm like, am I the only like gay person here? Like, right. I do that a lot with queerness. That's yeah. Very interesting how we kind of read our own identities and like relation to everybody else's. Yeah. Straight people scare me. <laughs> that's understandable. Yeah. They're weird. Yeah. They talk about. Are y'all okay? I don't know. I'm <laughs> whatever. Oh wait! Hey. No, we oh, we have here. one right here in the room. I don't think she is, though. Oh, we'll, we'll change that if it. Okay, okay good. go for it. <laughs> Anyways, stop. Okay, sorry. But jump since we stemming off of uh, insatiable. The other thing that, especially with Eva, like I, mm. I, I, I look for I. I look for fat representation a lot. Like it's kind of become a hobby of mine. Uh-huh. And anytime that I throw anything at Eva, like oh, there's this new fat representation, she's always like it's white and i'm like i get yeah, it like super why would you with white shit yeah so it's always white and it's completely true and i i'm able to like digest that media because like a lot of the time they've been trying to like intersect fatness with queerness a lot and like like diet land mm-hmm. insatiable like uh, a couple of other like dumpling i would argue because they have like the drag queens in it mm-hmm. um they're still white yeah they're still white the fat one is white and mm-hmm. white as fuck at Ginger that. Man. They, they she's both... actually Latina, but white. She's Puerto Rican white. Shut the fuck mm-hmm. up! I thought she went for like this country like white thing. Well, she's country and she's white and she's Puerto Rican. <laughs> look at people being like. All I kinds know, of I I know, but like I just took her as like a country white girl. Mm-mm, she's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and it's just it's always white, and we are definitely in that stage where it's like representation, but it's white, and white. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just like... Yeah, I mean, look at the fat women that are representing uh, us. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, Rebel Wilson. And she lost a lot of weight, too, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, she mm-hmm. did. I mean, and, she's know, st- she... and she's still considered... <laughs> what? Have you ever watched Got To Be Real on... Uh... Yes, Got To Be Real. <laughs> uh, when Aretha lost weight, the, the Dionne Warwick was like, on the show it's not happening in real life she's like she could lose all the weight she wants but she's still gonna have the spirit of a big bitch <laughs> <laughs> and i said amen that's a li- amen. that's melissa that's mccarthy though that's melissa i feel like that's melissa mccarthy too because she's she's still not like she's not thin, thin. she's not thin but she's right. not as big as she was right definitely yeah. yeah you were gonna say something yeah, but it's because she's doing all those flips and those spy movies she's in. She's got a... <laughs> spy movies. That's she has some, she has some good ass spy movies. Though. Have you seen those? She just lost weight on, huh? Have y'all seen those? I seen the one with Sandra Bullock back in the day. Oh okay. no, there's a recent one. I think it's literally called Spy, and it's actually pretty good. With Is the she Muppets? not tired? Has she not no. found everybody yet? God damn. She not found everybody like, yet. Get a new plot line, sis. Yeah. Well, I want. I really want to see. Can you ever forgive me? She plays a. Oh, a, that's the Oscar. She, she plays a one, a, que- a queer woman that's bigger really oh i can't wait let's watch it's already out it's already like out of theaters it's already done <gasps> i saw it at one i didn't of the even local know about it it's, we can go watch it it's, it's like currently yeah like this week that's fucking wild because it wasn't oh you know what it was playing at some of the indie theaters in la never mind um, <laughs> anyways yeah so 
I, yeah, whiteness in, in media. Yeah, I mean, because they still get all that stuff first, right? Like, they're like, ooh, yeah. we should make this plot line. But Queer it's like, as folk and will and grace. Yeah. Right. But yeah. for me, it's like, I can only identify to a certain degree because I know if I navigated that space the same way you are, sis, it wouldn't happen like that. Right. Or I would still be at the pre, 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 because I'd have to work my way up there mm-hmm. to get where you were. And so it would be a completely different experience. So I can watch it for some like i did appreciate some of diet lands for sure i didn't watch that much because i don't get to sit and watch as much tv as i'd like to um but that initial thing for me is like that's not how it would go for me i'm not going to pretend that that's how it would go for me Mm -hmm. and so like i got so tired because i used to consume so much white media that when i finally realized um the realities post-college i was like no i actively choose to watch mostly poc um, led at least media. And so, um, yeah, like I, I mean, I, I appreciate it, but it's still definitely lacking yeah. for me. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I think I'm able to, I'm just able to consume it easier. Right. I, I've, they, some of them do look like me, like to be, I mean, to be honest, you know what I mean? So Dumplin', the, the main character, she like, doesn't ever just like, she does have like the confidence issues to, to like the extent where, um she there's this guy that likes her and she doesn't she's like that's not right like you shouldn't like me Mm -hmm. it's that simple to her she's like no this isn't right like you shouldn't be with a girl that looks like me Mm -hmm. and then like but never does she like can we spoil it i mean yeah i I mean there's really nothing to spoil it's a very like it's a very very generic story it's a story that you've seen a hundred times with straight skinny people yeah but this time it's a fat girl and she's, you know, she has the same issues that we've kind of described with our moms, where her, the mom always wants to be, wants her to be skinny and mm-hmm. wants her to be a certain way. But right. I think the mom has given up at this point and then Dumplin' surprises her, you know? Right. I think the clip I was talking about spoiling is one that my friend posted because I saw only the first five minutes and then my friend was sharing it, a, another big brown girl and she was like this is not how it ever fucking happens but it's that cliche ass shit where it's like the man falls for her and he's like oh it's i don't i don't see your fatness you're beautiful and i love you how you are dumpling and he's like (laughs) and she's like no it's not supposed to be that way and so it's just so funny because it's like this is not how this shit goes like at all it was definitely a fantasy right absolutely but that's what movies are for even straight people if you Mm -hmm. think about it so i don't know for me it was just like i was okay with it just because like you don't get happy endings a lot of the time when you're Mm -hmm. fat or the happy ending is that you're not fat anymore so it, it wasn't that and I was yeah. like, maybe I'm being bare minimum Twitter right now about it. Because I'm just kind of like, oh, she was happy and things were good. And she didn't have to lose weight about it. I don't know. I watched the movie and I felt gross after watching it. Mm. I was like, that was just a lot of like, just like playing with our heartstrings and like uh, nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like to have, there was a secondary fat character that was like also in, so Dumplin's mom is like a reigning pageant queen, or she Jennifer was. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston's character, which Jennifer Aniston killed it in the movie. She was amazing. She's she was great, great at that shit. She's great at playing herself in every movie. <laughs> um, but she, her southern accent was on point. And um, Dumplin's her daughter that nobody paid attention to because, you know, either fat people are highly visible or invisible. And in her case, she was invisible in this movie. Mm-hmm. And. And she makes herself seen, which I think is really cool. Like, 
Um, but again, just to, as a fat person to enter a pageant, so brave, so fat, so hashtag, so fat, so brave. <laughs> right. You know, just for doing like a regular ass thing. And then she goes and does this pageant. And then this character that's reads to me as a queer woman or a queer girl. I, I agree. In the movie, but they never address it. No, they completely uh, ignore also, it. Also, uh, like the freaks, like in Mean Girls, you know, mm-hmm. like sh- the Janice Ian of this movie joins the pageant. And is it her best friend or is it somebody else? I only saw Oh, no, friend. I guess you're, you're calling the, the secondary fat character Janice Ian. Oh, no, funny. the secondary character would be, would be, the fat character would be the, oh, the, the Janice, girl. Oh, the Janice Ian one is the, that one that the, was probably a lesbian. Yes, mm. exactly. She's a skinny goth girl. Anyway, um, I don't know where I was going with this, but um, <laughs> yeah, they do the pageant and it's like just like feel good lifetime. It's very bullshit. feel good, like yeah. fantasy type of shit. That's and for they, sure. And now just like every, it's a fucking trend, like every other fucking movie. Uh, they sprinkle in a drag show and to say like, hey, we're cool with queerness. Mm-hmm. Shout you out to Casa I mean? de las Flores. Yeah, shout out to Casa de las Flores. Shout out to A Star is Born. Shout out to... The uh, cartoon. The the drag... I mean, everything. Everything now has mm-hmm. a drag queen in it because it's like, it's popular right like, now. Like, oh, this culture is so good to me. Like, I'm like, dude, it's not for you, but okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I also, <laughs> I also found it very interesting that Jennifer Aniston her character was never in those scenes like with the weird people even though they were in the same room mm-hmm. they never you could tell the shooting schedule was like jennifer aniston didn't want to talk to anybody like Jeez. she just shot by herself i was like that's my diva that's right hi <laughs> dios Go anyway on. um but yeah it's this whole thing about like uh like self-discovery like until you don't you realize your your inner beauty you're never gonna be loved or whatever you know and it's like Girl, this, this like 1950s fantasy that was being played in that movie, like that shit ain't real. I've been new my inner beauty. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I think what was interesting to me is that she had a bigger fat role model. Her like, aunt? Her aunt. She was like this big role model who was oh, always yeah. just like, she had that other person who like, even though her mom was perpetuating a lot of toxic shit to her, mm-hmm. she had this other woman who was just like, fuck that. Like, mm-hmm. you're good. You're beautiful How in stuff and you're you're. And I thought that, I don't know, I liked seeing that. But then she died of the diabetes. But then she died as fuck, yeah. <laughs> did no. she really? What did she die From of? Diabetes? Some, something like that. They so, didn't, I don't, I don't know if they said, they might have said, but I don't, like don't organ, remember. I don't know, something. <laughs> her body just quit. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think they, like, I they tried to insinuate that it was because she was unhealthy. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Sorry, I almost knocked over something on Eva's nightstand. By the way, we're laying in her bed recording this. <laughs> mm-hmm. G- giggling away i'm on a i'm on a ball <laughs> should we talk about how like a lot of the times just like queer people just like brown people in the past like fat people are portrayed as villains you know like ursula oh, you yeah. know what i mean i uh, mean ursula is the og fat villain right for sure uh-huh um fucking all of the harry potter movies <laughs> most of the fat people were like evil that's true um, they can't be trusted the the, the, the lady that killed Selena. I mean, because that lady's Shout out to Yolanda. Fuck you, Yolanda. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I ain't I ain't over it. She's still in jail, alive. God. Uh, yeah. I mean, fat people are also seen as like these bitter, angry people who like, you know, will never have a good as good of a life as you will. You know. It's true. Just kidding. 
I don't know. They're always just seen as the little weirdos, though. Like, I think of the Sandlot, what's his name, or the Truffle Shuffle from um, the Goonies. Like, they were always the, like, weird butt of the joke. Like, yeah. those little fat boys. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the movie Heavyweights? Yes. No. Yes, where they went to the fat camp. And Ben Stiller was, like, the Yes, the mean uh, camp, camp leader. Yes. That movie, and we thought it was hysterical growing up. Mm-hmm. Me and Pat loved it. I watched Dude. it a lot. Yeah, Keenan Thompson of... was on that. Oh. He's an interesting figure. He finally like lost a lot of weight too. Yeah, I saw him on SNL looking svelte. The, 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 the dad on Blackish too. Yeah, uh, Anthony Anderson. He also mm-hmm. lost Absolutely. a lot of weight, and he's still like you know he looks like a thick boy, but he's pretty thin now. Thick boy. Yeah. <laughs> God, we're losing all our fat icons. I know. What's going on? <laughs> I feel like. Even if I got like ballin, I would still be like a pleasant thickness. Like I would not want to be thin. I don't even aspire to be thin. But when so then when you that's another thing that I wanted to bring up earlier. But I was like, ah, let me not do it. But Go for it. when you think of like if you had money, if you had fame, you still think that you would want to lose weight. Maybe not like lose all the weight, but like at all. I think growing up, yes, I would have wanted to be thin. I think within this past year specifically, I've really learned to love my fatness more. And, like, people like Lizzo I really, really adore. (sighs) And they really, like, I'm so grateful because I've actually started to, like, be very into fat baddies. Fat baddies. Fat baddies and bodies. It works. (laughs) Uh, But I really have where I see fat bodies and I'm like, wow, that's so beautiful. And I used to not be like that, right? Right. Because, like, that's not what I was fed. But now, lately, like, seeing her and her body, I'm like, oh, you're fucking stunning. Like, I'm so into her fat body. And so, like, I always tweet, like, I'm so grateful for people like her because it it has allowed me to really see fat bodies as beautiful and accept them as beautiful as opposed to beautiful for a fat person, um, which people always want to separate. And I get that all the time, right? Mm -hmm. But you're beautiful. I'm fat. Oh, but you're beautiful. I know I'm fucking beautiful. That's fine. I can be both. Um, So I think prior to really accepting my fatness, yes, I would have wanted to be thin, um, now do what I want to like be healthier, you know, that all that stupid bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I have uh, more access to, to healthier food and all that, sure. But I still don't want to torture myself to be skinny. I'm, I am right. okay being the fat Who you are. brown woman I am. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think if I had more money, I could, the first thing I would do is hire a chef and I would probably eat healthier food or right. I would just eat hella fancy food and be as fat as fuck like i don't know what i would do you <laughs> probably know? a mixture of both probably a mixture of both mm-hmm. i mean if i had money i could probably hire a trainer right. and like hire assistants so that i had more time to like work out and stuff so i mean that's definitely a possibility um yeah and do i want to lose weight sometimes yes right. um and it's just because of yeah health reasons is a thing like mm-hmm. sometimes you know, when I'm doing my work, uh, my body gets tired really fast. And, uh, and um, you know, you're talking about planes and stuff. Like, yeah, maybe losing a, using, losing some weight would make it easier for me to travel. So I'm, like, conscious of that, you know. And, um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, I'm finally in a place where I'm like, oh, I'm okay that I'm going to be big for the rest of my life. Right. And, and, if, and if I'm not, and if something happens... Tragically, like in Tragically. insatiable, where insatiable. my jaw breaks, <laughs> yeah, um, and I lose a bunch of weight. Like, okay, great, whatever. But it's like, 
then I, then there's going to be so many other complexes that come with that, you know? Yeah, so. they, it may, they made it seem like so simple. Oh, she just lost weight and that was it. As if you don't get left with like, you know, extra skin and yeah. all these other mm-hmm. and all these other like problems and stuff right. like that. Like they didn't even touch on that. Shane right. Dawson, as problematic as that motherfucker was, he's talked a lot about how he lost a bunch of weight and had to get a bunch of surgeries and still like he's very like conscious of his body because he has scars. Mm. Yeah. You know, like there's just a bunch of shit that comes with it like oh you lost a bunch of weight like that's not the end of it that's not the end of your weight issues and i think that's where we really have to find the value in ourselves and loving ourselves and accepting ourselves so that if that does happen that's not your whole self-worth right that's not all you are right and that's that's what gets really really sad to me and it breaks my heart because it's a mental thing Body diaspora, body diaspora, dysmorphia. Diaspora, that's good too. <laughs> Are we into that? Body diaspora. Uh, <laughs> but, it's, it but it's beyond just the physical. It's mental. Where else is your mind processing this? Mm-hmm. What's telling yourself to love yourself or to not love yourself or to accept that extra role or to not accept it? That's mental. And that's why I'm obviously such a big advocate on mental health too, mm-hmm. but they all work hand in hand to me. And so then that spiritual becomes the physical, becomes the mental, becomes the emotional. And that's why it's so vital to really come to yourself and value yourself. Amen. You know what worries me? Like just kind of semi-tying into the, to the mental health thing. Like there's not very much representation, especially for people of color and queer people of color when it comes to like being fat on screen. Mm-hmm. That they kind of start to cling on to like real life people who are very inspiring and very amazing yes but, but they're hu- they're human beings and like idolizing people in the media is is tough because they fuck up you know what i mean like somebody in a movie they're like immortalized in that movie and and if that's good representation that stays there but liz like lizzo for example she could fuck up she could do something problematic yeah, she could become human. right and that's what sucks is that like yes it's great that we have access to like more people who are positive but like they don't always stay positive and i'm like that, that's that can be harmful to like fat people and it, that kind of worries me that's why i'm like i like to push for what i guess what I, I see as more permanent representation which is on tv and film or or of course just you know seeing seeing your actually fixing your issues with your own weight which i i'm horrible horrible at like i will admit it right here and there nowhere near where you guys are as far as like accepting myself and it's, and it's not a, a contest it's a own personal journey right no it's not like oh like oh you guys are beating me right. no but it's just like i i right. haven't put in the work yeah right and you I'm have beating. to and it's you really have hard to for <laughs> i'm winning <laughs> i won the race oh my god i won oh my god i'm so fat <laughs> i'm so fat and i won <laughs> i win let's go to water again. <laughs> Those chicken uh, biscuits, though. Honey oh butter my. chicken biscuits. Like three more. <laughs> Whataburger is the only reason I would come back to Texas. Damn. Okay, <laughs> let me leave. Um. No, I, that's a really great point. I never thought about it that way, my bit. Like, yeah, having a character that lives on forever as that character, as a positive yeah. fat character in a movie. And I think that's where this is the same thing. Like, a lot of these topics are within all of our podcasts is really acknowledging that how human and flawed we are and accepting that and then accepting that we're allowed to be critiqued and get better as well. And like, even if Lizzo was to do something terrible or whatever, or get called out on this or that, or like this character that so-and-so played or whatever, it's like, that's the humanity in us all. Right. And like, I'm really big on reactions and how people handle that. And, and again, valuing yourself and choosing 
to be mindful of what you're feeding yourself, not food wise, but mind wise. Yeah, truly. So that's what's so, yeah. That's why I'm, it's just representation is so tough. Like I, so many people are gonna watch this shit. Like Insatiable got renewed because it got so many mm, views, you know, and Dietland didn't. You know what I mean? And Dietland was the one where she didn't have to lose weight. She had to learn to love herself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nobody likes to see that. Yeah. Nobody likes nobody likes to see a fat woman like loving herself. being like cool with this shit. Finally, you know what I Don't mean? Don't listen to the Colores Radio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> You know, and and then, and then please like listen. when yeah, please listen to the Lotus Radio <laughs> and Latinos Who Lunch. <laughs> Write a review. Uh, thank five you. Stars, five, five stars, five stars for for all three of us, please. You know what? You know where I have been finding the most positive representation is on Instagram, Same. and with real people, with real people and drag queens like mm-hmm. I Latrice. Oh my God, Latrice motherfucking Royale, I love her so much. Um, but also, um, a lot of queens that haven't hit the mainstream because they haven't been on rupaul's drag race i want to give a big shout out to meatball for example those bitches are fat and they're hairy and hilarious hilarious and pinche queen i love pinche pinche is one of my favorites and um and they go out on stage and you know they take their clothes off and they're just confident and sexy as fuck and they don't they don't care yeah you know and their face is beat and yeah. to the gods, darling. <laughs> and, um, you know, they do it every day. And in a way, it's like it has desensitized me because I think their initial the initial reaction to drag queens like that is like a shock because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my God, a fat person is burying their skin on stage. So brave. <laughs> so, so fat, so brave. Yeah. And then being vulnerable, but then being like and then it's it's gross because. You know, they're a man and they have hair and then like body hair. And then like once you get over that initial shock, even I was shocked to see that because I'd never seen it before. Now I'm like, oh, damn, that bitch got moves. You love it that much more. Yeah. Like, oh, damn, that outfit is awesome. Oh, that hair is laid. Right. It's like they're also I appreciate the layers of that. And I and I wouldn't have been able to see that. Uh, if I if I hadn't seen them perform so many times, because they make you, they make you look past the fat mm-hmm. and like at them at their beauty and their personality, like physically right and like mental beauty, right? Mm-hmm. Have you? That's so true. Like I grew up like watching big drag queens like in real life, mm-hmm. and then I was watching like I wouldn't really I haven't really watched a lot of Drag Race, but I ha- did notice like you're homophobic. <laughs> the early <laughs> the earlier seasons had like i know i'm sorry i have seen some but like the amount of fat queens that are on drag race has gone down like significantly yeah a lot of fat queens and a lot of old queens they yeah. don't have that many old queens on there anymore and it's... even they're like falling susceptible to this like societal shit mm-hmm. like yeah. and it's like the most like you know anti-heteronormative shit you know what i mean like anti-gender whatever the fuck like it's not it shouldn't be that, but even they are like, oh, this queen is so skinny. She's so passing for a woman and all this other shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's mm. fucked up. And I mean, that's that has to do with like, it has to do with now it's on VH1. It's on like a bigger network than More it was before. Consumed. And so they have to, I feel like they have to like uh, appease that audience, you know? And then 
It's also RuPaul's backwards ass. Mm-hmm. Like he's always been obsessed with his weight and being skinny and yes, thin. Yes, and being in this white world and being and in like a white appeasing world. that. Exactly. I mean, look at all the past all stars: thin, white, white women. blonde. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's so sad. But I know Latrice Royale is not going to win this season of Drag Race, mm-hmm. like of All Stars. I mean, she's not. Hopefully, it's not a white queen. Yeah, because they've been they've been wanting a fat queen to win forever. Forever. I was even rooting for Ginger Minch. Mm-hmm. Has yeah. has a fat queen ever won Drag no, Race? No, never. Because every is, time a new season yeah. comes and there's a fat queen, they're always like, "I'm gonna be the one." It's like, mm. but it is no. you know, it is also reality television. Like you know, peop- you can't script that shit much. <laughs> they right. can, they can definitely try. So I don't know. Like this is why I want to push for better representation. Like one of my favorite books in the world is Fat Angie, and it actually does kind of have a storyline where like she loses weight. But for 90% of the story, she's fat. Mm-hmm. And like, I just thought it was the best representation or right. not, the, but it's like the best story to me, you know, and, and that's like this immortalized book that like this person can't like, they can't take that away from me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and they, there. they do well with books and stuff. Cause a lot of times people are able to tell their own stories, but it's like society, American society and worldwide are, are not ready to value fat people beyond what they see for extra fatness and just whatever they want to value from us. They don't want to see beyond, as you were saying with the, with the more local drag Queens that are, you know, that we are more than our fatness. They're not ready to value that yet because it's easier to just demean us for it and not value us beyond that. Um, until they see, Oh, you're beautiful. Or, Oh, you're funny. Or, Oh, you have a podcast. So you're more valuable to us. Like, yeah, nah, that's bullshit. It shouldn't be like that. And I shouldn't just be respected for those things. Um, because my fatness scares you. Yeah. Like literally in other people's minds, it's like this person is skinny and beautiful and that's all they need to do. But when you're fat, you have to also be a bunch of other impressive shit. Mm -hmm. Like it's, if I, when I go out with on without makeup, I always say this when I go on without out anywhere without makeup, I get treated completely differently than when I do with makeup. Mm-hmm. And that's just a, maybe a beauty standard thing, but I'm like, I know it also depends on what I'm dressing, where I'm going, like all that. But like, it's, it's a fucked up world. For sure. <laughs> I wonder if we, if we can end it with any more, um, positive representations out there or recommendations. Look up like for a stuff. list. I'm so curious. There's gotta be like you know some recommendations that we can give of like positive shit to to look at for me it's diet land which is now on hulu i think that that's great shit she's a white lead but they have a lot of people of color in it and other types of beauty standards that they try to like squash and shit yeah i mean i'm just such a negative person i think that uh the only things i can think about is negative and even like thinking about like titus on uh Titus. I love Titus. I do too, but I also can't stand that show because it's almost like that show is like a cartoon, and I'm not really into cartoons. Mm. Like the way that it's it's yeah, it's overly silly. Like there is nowhere near realistic. Yeah. And again, like it's like like you were saying, like the queer fat person of color, like always the butt of the jokes, playing the dummy. That's kind of Titus. I mean, he is amazing, mm-hmm. but. I'm excited for him to have his own show. And if that doesn't happen soon, then it's like Tina Fey's racist. Like, she just needs to have a show where Titus... Titus is carrying that show. Yeah. I, nobody that, watches it for Kimmy Schmidt. Nobody watches it for Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. That's it. Um, 
What was I going to say? This article I just pulled up said we deserve better than This Is Us, which I think is really fascinating because This Is Us Have is you such a big that? deal. Oh, that fat lady on I there, I couldn't right? get through it. It's too a, much for me. The, the fat one lady, big fat lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, her, her whole storyline is okay. about being like, like wanting to lose weight. But the guy, like the love interest for her, I've heard of a lot of people talking about him as positive representation because he like tries to like whenever she tries to do really like, oh, like internalized like fat phobia stuff. He tries to like negate them. He's like, no, like you can have a dessert every now and then. Like it's you're not like the worst person for it. Like he he can kind of be a little bit of a, a good representation in general, even though it yeah. is a little like a man saved me. But right. other than that. Let me see. Yeah, it was definitely cool oh, to see her because she was a big woman, and that's a super big show. Um, this article also mentioned Queen Latifah, which is very real. Another black oh, woman yeah. I'm talking about that not, not openly queer, but pretty much queer. Right. Oh, absolutely, finally queer. Like came out and got married. I think a couple she years did, ago. She didn't come out, but she did get. She's been married. But for a that's while. like her silent way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then even uh, this made me think of. This is not positive, but you all remember Spanglish, the movie? I haven't seen. I that. was so shook by the daughter because she was chubby. Have you seen that movie? No. And her mom constantly got onto her. So if you want to be like low key triggered by that, yeah. that's very accurate with like I how the mom cover that movie. The mom is like telling her to stop eating, and the like nanny or whatever she was is like, "It's okay, Mija. Here, have your sandwich." Type of shit. Is Spanglish the one with Adam? Sandler? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. It's. I don't know how. I, it would, I would be argue now. that good representation was on um, on. All uh, real women have curves. Mm, I watched it a little bit. That's that. Yes, for it's our positive. culture. Yes, that's more fitting. Yo, what if you're a woman? You don't have curves. <gasps> yeah, like the name is problematic. Yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, I just think that in like she tr- she has that e- experience with her mom too, and she has a whole conversation, and then like they get undressed, and uh, like I already did an episode on this, so I'm not gonna try to repeat it, but that's really I think it's really good representation. Yeah. Especially for its time. Totally. I'm thinking of um, you know who I really love is Kathy and Jimmy, and like she's she's the she's the one that's in Sister Act. Okay. The fat lady in the Sister Act and the fat lady in uh, Hocus Pocus. She, oh, like, she's not a black woman? No. Okay, she, I was like, another fat black she, woman. No, she's a white lady. And uh, she's still kind of big. Um, and also, um, Hairspray. Tracy uh, Turnblad. Yeah, Tracy Turnblad, I think, has always been like kind of a positive. That's true. What do you, I know a lot of people have. And Ricky Lake played her the first Go, time. Go, Ricky. Are you too young to actually have watched the Ricky Lake show? I watched Ricky Lake show. Yes, bitch. I'm young, but I did watch it. That was the first time I saw the term, she thinks she's all that in a bag of chips. Oh. That was like the the descriptor for one of the... Yeah. For sure. No, I don't don't know that. (laughs) Uh, uh, I was also going to mention Cristela. Oh my God. Cristela Mm -hmm. Alonso. She also lost weight though. She lost weight too, but I think she said it was because of her her health. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but she, you know... Saw, saw a little bit of something there. She was she was a big woman, and she was the star of the show, and she was brown. That was you know? awesome. I that didn't was, like that show. I know you didn't like that show. That's why I was like, some people have mixed Porque feelings why? about it. That's another podcast episode. Okay. Oh. I also, sorry, I'm looking stuff up, and I think it's fascinating because uh, fat guys always got a, more of a past than women. Oh, yeah. Or were able to in find In real life love. and in yeah. media. So that's very true to state as well. And that's straight, usually straight men, though. Absolutely. Straight, I definitely straight, meant in the straight bigger. world, but you know. Um, on, on this podcast, the norm is queer world, so. I'm sorry. I'm trash. <laughs> I'm leaving. Bye. Bye. Well, definitely. Um, I just listened to a podcast with uh, the guy that played Damien in Mean Girls. 
And I love him. I met him in person one time and I was so starstruck. I bet. Um, and <laughs> of all the people you've met, I was so starstruck. <laughs> And uh, he just like gave me a big hug because I couldn't say anything. It was so You're sweet. Like, I love your work. I love your work. Don't I love your penis. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito, I love your work. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, But he was on Looking, and I heard that they're doing a reboot of Queer as Folk, and he's he's playing oh, one of the characters. interesting. Instead of like a thin white right. gay. All of Looking was pretty white and pretty skinny. Yeah, so uh he's going to be playing one of the main characters in Queer as Folk oh. as like a big bear guy. They are nice. star- they are good. starting off on the right foot for me. Who's producing yeah. it? Um or like what network? I'll I'll do some research and follow up on this. Sorry, I'm sorry. You know I don't watch that shit. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I never watched Looking. Wow, I'm looking at all this shit and like the obesity films are terrible. Yes, that's true. Wow, they brought up Norbit. We never we didn't ever talked about Shallow How. What's eating Gilbert Grape? The mom. Oh gosh, she was another evil one. That's, yes, that's they're all was. like. Okay, but we're ta- we're thinking about positive, right? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm... Danny Francesi, that's his name. Who's that? That's the oh, guy. That's, that, the, that's the guy that's that plays Damien okay. and Mean Girls. Yeah, I think he's been a really positive for for role model for queer men and for for fat people. Even though it took him a long time to come out, it did, and know? he talked about that on this podcast. I li- it was on. on- <gasps> Oh my God, an unbearable with Big Dipper and Meatball. Big Dipper and Meatball. Meatball's a drag queen. Mm -hmm. And Big Dipper is this like white Jewish rapper guy who's always embraced his body. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very problematic because A, he's Mm -hmm. a white rapper. um, And B, he, um, I don't think he talks about his privilege about being a white rapper or like a white fat guy as much as he should. And he doesn't have that many POCs in his music videos. But he's, it's really cool to see him like embrace his body the mm-hmm. way that he does. Yeah. I'm getting sad looking at these lists because I can't find <laughs> well, anything Well, then stop positive. looking at that list. How about... I just uh, thought of Precious, too. God oh, damn Precious. Sorry. I'm like, if we're talking about fat media, we have to be realistic with what is out there for us. Like, this it's is trash. It's all trash. It's yes. all trash. Absolutely. So, like, we have to be the change we want to see in the world. Ah. I mean, uh, Amer- America Ferreira in those... Uh, jeans, Lost a lot of weight. Th- them, them jeans books... Yes, and then the I mean, movies, pants. the traveling pants, and then also an ugly Betty. Yeah. Yes. America Ferrera used to be super. I think like an interesting role model, at at the very least. Yeah, she lost a lot of weight now though, but back in the day, I used to look at her and be like, "Look at this baddie." Mm-hmm. Jeez. I mean, yeah. Obviously, there's not a lot of positive representation of fat people, and that's why we decided to. That's why you you wanted to do this episode, mm-hmm. Mike. This so. I think it's a good conversation to start having. And also, like, showrunners, creators of TV shows, like, they they should really keep that into account. Like, who the fuck is watching your TV shows? Most yeah. of us in the United States are overweight. Yes. Like, I, I wish that I could. Represented. Absolutely. I wish that I could go and, like, fucking talk mad shit to creators of television series. But at the end of the day, even, like... A person that is fucking prolific, such as like Shonda Rhimes, is gonna have trouble mm-hmm. having a fat lead. Yeah. Like yeah. even Shonda Rhimes, I don't think could she hasn't so far. She herself is like great representation for somebody like me that mm-hmm. looks up to people like her, and even she couldn't pull off a fat lead. Yeah, I mean, and it takes these big, big people to really start it pushing takes, that envelope and saying fuck yeah. it i'm gonna go with it. It also takes an, the audience. Like this is really missing the audience factor. The fact the fact is that people don't want to see us on screen mm-hmm. and like you need we need to we need to change that basically. yeah 
I think it's, it's changing demand. changing that whole notion, the acceptance and making people accountable of it. Mm-hmm. Because without that, then it's going to be the same old bullshit over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like slowly but surely you're seeing a few more fat people in magazines and things. But for the most part, it's like, no, our culture is still completely fat phobic. And we need to address that because it shouldn't be able to get away with that. It shouldn't be me looking at a list for 10 minutes and I can't find one positive film to really consider and i think that that's telling of where we are as a society we need to address that we need to have more of these conversations and this episode is very telling of that yeah like i i didn't even try looking on the internet for random shit like i went purely off of what i watch because i consume a lot of media like Mm -hmm. i was i can really only trust myself when it comes to like fatness in in media these days and that's that's sad like i'm not a fucking expert you know what i mean i have Mm -hmm. this podcast and that's like that's my qualification right and i can do better than these fucking internet lists of evil fucking fat characters thanks for talking about this shit with me i know it's not like fun all the time it's difficult to talk about because we don't get to talk about it Mm -hmm. uh, because people always just kind of of roll their eyes at these conversations because it's the same thing like okay y'all fat people just need to stop eating and just like Mm -hmm. you know just go work out just go work out and shut up and if you don't grow up with it even if you're like fat eater and you don't grow up with it you can't relate to some of this shit you don't you don't at all Mm -hmm. exactly like okay you're fat now but Mm -hmm. people that have grown up fat they go we go through a lot mm-hmm. it's you a know tra- there's a trauma there there's yeah there's probably several traumas <laughs> there's so much trauma it's just and it's know. not to say like uh we, you know we've suffered more so we no, deserve more no. it's just like we are just aware of the world yeah we're aware of the world in a different way we haven't experienced like not being seen this way right and that's right. that's like the big difference so it's just i don't, I don't know i i think we I, the reason I wanted us to be on this episode is because this right here is as safe as a space can get mm. to talk about fat conversations for me. Yeah. Because it's I, I trust you guys mm. and, and mm-hmm. how you how you guys see yourselves and how you guys see fatness. I agree with a lot of it and some of it I just aspire to see it that way. So thank you. Aww. Thank you, Maite. Thank you for having us on. This is a really important discussion and like it makes us all reflect in different ways on yeah. like either how we grew up, how we are now, or where we want to go. So thank you for opening the space to to do this. I know you want to do it for a long time. A and, long time. <laughs> and it's telling of all of our own journeys, right? Of like accepting fatness and like progressing and getting quote unquote healthy or whatever that means to you individually. Yeah. Uh, I'll put the links up, of course, on cabronasychingonas.com as soon as I can because we talked about a lot of different stuff that you might have missed. Um, but for now, why don't you guys tell everybody where we can find you? I'm sure that they already follow you guys. Let's be real. Um, you can follow me personally at Eva Arreguin, E-V-A-A-R-R-E-G-U-I-N on all social media and my podcast at The Colores Co. At D-E-C. O L O R E S C O The Colores Radio is my O-A-C-L-I. podcast. O A C L I O A K C A A A A Oakland. Shout out Oakland. Gang gang. Oh my god. Yeah, other things that I shouldn't be saying. Uh, I'm Favi Fav on all social media platforms. F A V Y F A V. You can follow my podcasts. Latino at Latinos Who Lunch or at art people pod um i started a new podcast called the art people podcast where i'm interviewing uh artists and 
people related to the art world. And, um, also, latinosulunch.com for all the latest episodes of that really fun, life-changing podcast. Yes. <laughs> for all of us, I think it's been quite an for inspiration, sure. you know. Y'all made me, I was on the Colores Radio and they made me cry. No. Um, yeah. I wasn't even trying to. Because they like put it all into like perspective of like how you all started, like CYC started because of Latinos Who Lunch and how... You know, we've all become a big family, and um, I never like to take credit for it. But you know what? I'm don't a badass bitch. I'm a community ass it. bitch, and I'm I'm so happy that I have you all as my family. So mm, love y'all. I'm so happy that like you, like you know how a lot of times you meet your heroes and you're like, oh, they're, they're like whatever. They're they're not who they were. What but I, around, but literally, I fucking met Fabi, and I was like, he's fucking amazing. What the balls? Nobody should be this great. Like I don't know. So I, thank you for being like literally a real ass person on your podcast and off oh my god i'm gonna let's go to target i'm gonna buy something nice (laughs) (laughs) tarjay here we go yay oh my god i think that's it (laughs) i think we can end it follow my podcast if you guys are coming from the other ones say cyc podcast on everything except for facebook it's like cyc pod and leave all of our podcasts five stars because we uh struggle a lot we deserve them <laughs> yeah and you're listening to this shit for free and if you made it this far at least leave a five-star review of house yes like please. at fucking least and nicolotis co if you guys don't know like they do a lot of events in dallas so if you're in dallas definitely fucking follow them even if you don't do other podcasts other than mine for some reason but yeah so yeah, that's it. I don't know how to fucking end that. Yay! <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you, Maite. Thank you, Maite. Thank you, cabrones y chingonas. Squad. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.